0: This sermon is titled The Believer's Authority, Part 2. Be enriched as you listen.
1: Okay, good morning, everyone. How are you doing? Doing all right? Okay. Um, Just a few testimonies that uh, came in uh, the last few days. I'll just share a couple of them. Um, This is a very, uh, just a additional line, I guess, Um, this person wrote in uh, saying, I've been healed of back pain and skin allergy. So just testifying of uh, God healing him of back pain and skin allergy. Uh, This email is from a Um, 15-year-old. She writes, she says, "Uh, I'm 15 years studying in grade 10, a true testimony of what God has done in my life. Uh, appeared for the ICSE exam in, in November, December of last year. Uh, so this past week, Monday, uh, she received her results for her ICSE first semester, and uh, she did very well. And uh, I won't give the percentage, then. <laughs> then parents will say, "Why didn't you get as much as her?" No, no, <laughs> no, no. So she she did very well. Uh, but she writes, she says, I give thanks to God for blessing me with wisdom and knowledge to successfully write my exams, uh, and she had to go through a bout of COVID, I mean, she went through a bout of COVID last year, and uh, so uh, God brought, you know, she just was, and in spite of all of that, despite the circumstances, online classes, God's been so gracious, and she thanks God for the church and the life group who upheld uh, them through in prayer so blessed be the name of god forever and ever for wisdom and might are his amen here's another testimony from um, um, this person who mentions that in february of last year so this is back in 2021 uh, he was going through a very stressful time in the workplace Uh, Despite his, you know, being high commitment and work ethic and results, um, uh, he felt very constrained and, uh, you know, a lot of pressure there. And um, uh, he says, I felt let down and exploited. Uh, Then he was here in church last year, February, uh, during the Supernatural Sunday on February 2021. And at the end of the service, during the prayer time, uh, there was a word given from Zechariah chapter 9 verses 11 and 12 that God would release you from the waterless pit and return to you uh, uh, return you to your fortress and restore double. So he was encouraged by that he received that and then he testifies, from that day onward I can see God's hand at work. He has shown me how he's in absolute control through supernatural intervention. He's truly released me from what seemed like a waterless pit. He's lifted me up. He's returned me to a place of strength and confidence. I thank God, thank and praise God for his faithfulness to his promises. Amen. Let's put our hands together. Just thank the Lord, whether it's a healing or a student doing well in her studies or, you know, something happening in the workplace. Thank God for it. Amen. Uh, can I hear a louder amen. amen? God's a good God, amen? And uh, He is at work in the lives of His people. So, last Sunday we started talking about the believer's authority. And um, our intent here is to remind us. And also make us aware of the spiritual authority that God has vested in each of us as his people. And then encourage us to use or exercise this authority in everyday life, in the situations uh, that we face. So, in the message, I'm just going to quickly review a few things from last Sunday. We... Mentioned five dimensions to our spiritual authority, or the five uh, basis for our spiritual authority, and we'll just quickly review that. We've, we mentioned first of all that as believers, we have what we what we refer to, and these are just titles we've created. It's you know just for our, for communication purposes. So we have what is called as redemptive authority, that is because we are redeemed by the blood of Christ, through what Christ did for us on the cross, we have spiritual authority. We have redemptive authority. Secondly, we we mentioned we have inherited authority. We will explain that today. Thirdly, we listed, we have positional authority. Authority because of our position in Christ. And we will cover that as well today. Number four, we have... um, Um, delegated authority, authority that has been delegated to us in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And number five, we have empowered authority, authority because the presence and the work of the Holy Spirit, which we will cover in in the coming days, coming weeks. So we talked about redemptive authority last Sunday. Today, we're going to talk about inherited authority and also positional authority authority. I want us to understand these aspects and eventually I want each one of us, I really desire for each one of us to walk in that sense of spiritual authority because there is an enemy. You see, the devil doesn't stop doing his work just because you don't believe in a devil or you say, well, I don't want to talk, I don't want to, you know, face up to it. But he doesn't just go away just because you don't believe in him or, uh, you know, don't want to talk, uh, talk about him. No, the Bible does mention to us and does teach us that there is an enemy who comes against us to steal, kill and destroy. And so we must learn how to stand up against the enemy for our own selves. And of course, to help other people as well, because we are ambassadors for Christ in this world. Amen. So we are here placed by God on this earth in order to serve him and his purpose by helping other people who are troubled and affected by demonic powers. And uh, that's our intent so that we understand this for our own benefit and also to help other people. So let's talk about inherited authority. And it's very simple to understand. We understand that when, you know, somebody is born into royalty, for example, you don't have many of those around these days but just for example if you think of a, a prince or a princess born to a king and a queen they immediately inherit that authority that royalty or someone born to somebody very important they inherit that and you In the spiritual realm, you are a child of God. You are a son and a daughter of Almighty God. God is your father. And in the spiritual realm, we're not talking about the natural. The natural, we all have our differing identities based on natural things. But in the spiritual, you are seen. As a son and a daughter of God. So when the spiritual world looks at you, what do they see? They see a son or a daughter of God. They see somebody who belongs to the family of God. And because of that, God says... You carry authority. God himself calls you his heir and joint heir with Christ. He himself calls you that. Let's look at two passages of scripture that bring this out for us. Romans chapter 8 verses 16 and 17. Romans chapter 8 verses 16 and 17. Let's read that out together, please. It will come up on the screen as well. Let's go. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If indeed we suffer for them, that we may also be glorified together. So, look at verse 16. Verse 16 is our birth certificate so to speak in the natural your birth certificate will tell you you know your who you about your parentage here verse 16 the holy spirit bears witness the holy spirit is giving us that inner conviction telling us we are the children of god how do you know you're a child of god well the holy spirit bears witness there's a conviction in my heart because the spirit bears witness with my spirit And then verse 17, because you are his children, you're therefore heirs and joint heirs. That means there is royalty, if you will, on your life. And when the spiritual world looks at you, they see you in this manner. And you're a joint heir with Christ. That means everything that is or was given to Christ as the Son of God, now is yours. A joint heir with Christ. Think about it. You can just try to delve in the scripture and say, what belongs to me because I'm a joint heir? It's an amazing journey to make. But you are a joint heir with Christ. The same is repeated in Galatians chapter 4, verses 6 through 7, 6 and 7. We can turn there and read those verses as well. Galatians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. They'll also come up on the screen. Let's read them together, please. And because you are sons, God has sent forth the spirit of his son into your hearts, crying out, Abba, Father. Therefore, you are no longer a slave, but a son. And if a son, then an heir of God through Christ you're an heir of God because you're a son because you're a daughter you're an heir of God you are royalty in the realm of the spirit so when demonic powers look at you they see you as an heir a joint heir they recognize it it's sad that the church meaning believers are not aware, or they don't walk in the light of that. You know, you remember in Acts 19, when Paul was ministering in Ephesus, and, and mighty things were happening, happening there, miracles were happening there, there were sons of a Jewish chief priest. They said, you know, hey, we're going to do what Paul is doing. So they went upon a person, a man was demon-possessed, and they said, in the name of Jesus, whom Paul is preaching, we commanded you to come out. And the demon replied, Jesus I know. Paul I know. But who are you? In other words, the spiritual world is very aware of your spiritual standing. They know that you are a son and a daughter of God. They know that you are in a place of authority and dominion. Over them. You are royalty. You are an heir of God. And a joint heir with Christ. And when you deal with demonic powers. You got to deal with that. In, from that position. From that place. Of being an heir of God. And a joint heir with Christ. And let's talk about our positional authority. God has vested authority in us simply by placing us in Christ on His throne. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 6. Let's read that, please. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 4 through 6. Let's go. But God, who is rich in mercy... Because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. And raised us up together and made us sit together in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. So God made us alive together with Christ. This is talking about identification what God has done for us in Christ. So in Christ, he raised us up together and he made us sit together with Christ in the heavenly places. Now, just to put it in simple terms, you are seated on the same throne that Jesus with Jesus. Okay, let's say it. Now, you, I think it's going to take a while for us to believe it, maybe. <laughs> let's say this together. I am seated... In Christ, with Him, on His throne. Amen? That's your spiritual position. Spiritually, you are seated with Christ. I remember this was many years ago. uh, And we have a church in uh, Kalyan, which is about, less than I think, about two hours outside of Mumbai. um, The church there. It's actually in the middle of a slum, and it's in a, uh, you know, and uh, anyway, many years ago, we'd gone there, we were doing a crusade, not too far from the church in Kalyan, and I remember that particular evening, the first day of that crusade, the worship had just started, and the people were, you know, gathered in front, in the open ground. The worship had just started, so we were not even into the the service yet, just getting started. And all over this gathering of people, people were manifesting. Demons were manifesting. I'm not people. Demons were manifesting. And they're going crazy. And what also, you know, struck me was there were so many children. They're probably around 10 years of age, a little over, a little under. All just manifesting. So many. And it was just worship started, and right in front of your eyes, you could see all these people, demons manifesting. I remember that evening when we went out in the crowd just to begin to minister to the people. And I felt the Lord just speak to me and put, put this in my heart and said, You know, speak to the demons as though you are speaking from my throne. Speak to the demons. As though you're speaking from my throne. And that just really settled in my heart. Because it's spiritual truth. You are seated with Christ on his throne. And in the spiritual realm, that's where you are speaking from. In the natural, of course, we're all here. In the spiritual, our position... Is on the throne with Christ. And when you speak in the spiritual. That's where you're speaking from. Are you understanding? Now I want all of us. All of us as believers to get this deep in our hearts. This is where I, I am seated spiritually. God has vested positional authority in me. I am seated with Christ in the heavenly realms. In that same throne, so that when in the spirit, when I speak, when I exercise authority over demonic spirits, I am speaking from that place of authority. You are speaking from that place of authority. Amen. And over the years, you know, when we've, we've gone on our mission trips, and some of you have gone on these trips around, I'm a minister in different parts now of the country. And we encounter these demonic spirits, and are dealing with them, what do you do? You speak from, as you're speaking from the throne of God, because that's where He has positioned you, and He has given you that positional authority. Remember, this was not too many years ago, uh, just bef- before the pandemic, uh, we were in Varanasi, and uh, uh, in that particular year, and we I think we used to go to Varanasi almost every year because uh we were running our short term bible college there um and so one of those years we were doing a, both a youth conference and a pastors conference in varanasi um uh, our youth were doing the youth conference and uh, i was doing the pastors conference so this was on day 2 in the pastors conference uh and, and you, know, you don't expect demonic manifestations in a pastor's conference. I mean, that's not the mindset. Your mindset is, I'm going to equip these pastors and their leaders, you know, for their, whatever the work they're doing. But I remember on the second day, just after the second session, before the break, uh, we had all the pastors stand up. I'd finished, finished teaching and so we had all the pastors stand up. And I just felt in my spirit, take authority over Satan. So right there, we just normal prayer times, oh, let's all stand up, we finished teaching now, let's stand up, and I said, Satan, I take authority over you, and that moment, the moment I said that, third row, very close to, where we had some space, of course, in front, third row, one of the men, oh, just the demons started manifesting, and he gave very aggressive, very loud. and Just beginning, you know, he he came right up in front and I was standing in front with the interpreter. There was just a little space. There was no stage. It was flat. Uh, He came right up in front, manifesting and uh, very aggressive. And the demons are speaking, shouting, screaming something. But the beautiful thing is when you know your authority, you don't have to fear. You don't have to move. So I just stood there, very calm. I said, you unclean spirits, in the name of Jesus, come out of that man. And of course, you know, first three rows, all the pastors have taken out their mobile phones. They're recording this. (laughs) It was a a scene. It was so funny to see. They're all with their mobile phones recording what's happening. and Others are standing and watching. And here's this man shouting. and And of course, it's not him, but it's the demons in him screaming and, and I said, "Okay, let's make this a little dramatic." Let's, I said, and I, I don't normally do this, and I've never done this before. I don't don't normally do this, but I said, "Satan or devils, I'm going to count till three, and you are going to bow your knee." I said, "One," everyone's watching. What's happening? <laughs> Two, <laughs> three, and it was like a. Hindi movie, <laughs> a slow motion. This man right up in front, all I just was count to three in the name of Jesus. And this man, and it's not him, but the demons. He, this man just went on his knees, lifted hands up, and flat on his face. And I was down there for 15 minutes. After he woke up, completely delivered. Amen. Now here's the point. We have authority. We just have to use it. And don't be afraid. Just use the authority. Now, I'm not saying, you know, you're going to meet these. You know, I, I'm talking about these exceptional situations. But the whole intent of this sermon series is do the same thing in your own personal lives. And we'll talk about the personal application but i'm talking about these kinds of experiences because you do have these experiences when you go out on ministry and ministering around the country you see all these kinds of things and that same conference this young man who came up and he was actually serving in church and he'd been serving in church for 10 years but he was suicidal he had come You know, he was serving in his church and he'd come for the youth conference and they brought him up. He came in the prayer line after one one of those days. And they told me, he said, this guy is suicidal. In fact, even at that camp, he was feeling suicidal. But he was serving in church. He'd been serving for 10 years. But he had this suicidal tendencies. So he stood in line. So he came there. Okay. Sometimes you can just recognize the moment somebody stands in front of you. There are demons there. Evil spirits. So, just was about to place my hand on him. I hardly even touched him. The demons had a man of yeah, all this screaming. You know. And so right there, he rebukes. Until, you know, again, this is in the spirit, you know, until all the demons come out. So, he rebuked all of them. And then he got up completely delivered. Amen. So, These are experiences and these, I'm just sharing these with you because you and I must know our authority. We have inherited authority as children of God. We have positional authority because we are seated with Christ on His throne. The demons know it. Do believers know it? And are believers walking in it? Are they exercising it? And we need to do that for for our own lives and for the you know, the benefit of people around us. Let's go to Romans chapter 16, please, uh, verses 19 and 20. Uh, Just an additional practical, you know, how do you walk in this practically? So Romans chapter 16, uh, verses 19 and 20. Let's read these verses together out loud, please. For your obedience has become known to all. Therefore, I'm glad on your behalf But I want you to be wise in what is good and simple concerning evil. And the God of peace will crush Satan under your feet shortly. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. So Paul, of course, is writing to the believers at Rome. Uh, They're facing some difficulties there. Uh, Some people are trying to disturb the church community there and all of that. So he's addressing that. And then he says, look, I want you to just, Continue in your life of obedience. Obedience. So underline that word. Obedience. You continue in your life of obedience. And then he also says, be wise in what is good. Meaning walk with wisdom. And be simple. Or you know, you could also translate that word. Be innocent. Or be pure. Concerning evil. Like, don't engage with evil. You be innocent. You stay away from it. So walk in obedience, walk with wisdom, walk with purity. And then what happens? The God of peace will crush Satan underneath your feet. So in practice... As we walk in obedience and we walk in the wisdom God gives to us and, and we walk with purity, what happens over and over and over and over again in your life, in every situation, what happens? The God of peace, God of peace, crushes Satan underneath your feet. It's talking about a life. Of mastery. it's talking about a life of authority. And dominion over the powers of darkness. Whom is he writing to? He's writing to believers like you and me. Amen. So this is what God wants for all of us. That we crush Satan underneath our feet. Over and over again. Now we read last Sunday. He does come like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. He comes like a thief to steal, kill, and destroy. But you as a believer can see him crushed underneath your feet over and over again. The God of peace will crush Satan underneath your feet. Just walk in obedience. Walk with wisdom. Walk with purity. The God of peace will crush Satan Underneath your feet. You're seated there. Let's say this together. Stomp your feet and say this with me. The God of peace crushes Satan underneath my feet. Let's say it again. makes you feel good now. The God of peace crushes Satan underneath my feet. Amen. So whatever situation, you see the enemy coming against you. The God of peace will crush Satan underneath your feet. Because you have redemptive authority. You have inherited authority. And God has given you positional authority. He's given it to you. So we'll continue these other two points next Sunday. But let's just talk about some of the application side of this. What do we have authority over? What do we have authority over? Let's go to Luke chapter 10 verse 19. We'll look at two passages of scripture here. Um, Luke ten, nineteen. What do we have authority over as believers in Jesus Christ? Luke 10 and verse 19. Jesus is speaking to his disciples. He says, behold, let's read it together, please. Let's go. Behold, I give you the authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy and nothing shall by any means hurt you. I know He spoke to the apostles, but then He taught them. He said, you go pass this on to every disciple that you make. That's Matthew 28, 18, 19, 20, the Great Commission. So this is passed on to us. So what does he? what did He say? I'm giving you authority to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all. Let's all say that together. Over all. Over all the power of the enemy. That means whatever. Whatever Satan and his demons are doing over all the power of the enemy. If you see them at work, whatever the appearance may be, whatever the expression may be, you have authority over it. You have it. Over all the power of the enemy. So be convinced about it. Some, you know, some say, okay, you don't have authority with this. You don't have... No, 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 no. You are seated on the throne. And Satan and all his demons are underneath your feet. So whatever they do, he says, I'm giving you authority. over all the power of the enemy. And notice how he, that verse ends, verse 19. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. And... You know, you tend to run into believers who get gets scared. You know, I prayed for somebody with a headache. Will I get migraine? No. It's like, oh, I prayed for somebody with this problem. Will I get that problem? No. They, just, don't even think like that. I mean, the Bible said, Jesus said, nothing will by any means hurt you. I think that's you. So I don't expect when we go on mission trips and minister, I don't expect that when you come back home, oh, you're going to fall sick. No, 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 no. no. I don't expect those kinds of things because he said nothing will by any means hurt you. I'm not expecting anything to be able to hurt me. In fact, if you study the scriptures, you'll find the devil has no right to touch you. Keep your doors closed. He has no right to touch you. Amen. If the doors are open, yeah, he sneaks in. But... Keep the doors closed. No point of entry. No sin. And nothing will by any means. So have no fear that the devil is going to retaliate, affect you like this, affect you. No. The word of God is very clear. So you have authority over all that the enemy does. And then if you extend that to what Jesus taught us in Mark 16. If you go with me to Mark 16, verses 17 and 18. Mark 16, 17, and 18. Let's read that, please. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons. They will speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So notice in these verses, he's saying, he's talking about his name. And we will reference these verses again next Sunday when we talk about delegated authority, us using his name. He says, in my name, you will cast out demons. That means you'll drive them out. Send them away. So, you know, in any situation you find demonic powers operating, remember, he said, you will cast out demons. Send them out. But he also spoke about other things. He said, look... If you drink any deadly thing, or if you take up serpents, now it doesn't mean you intentionally go around looking for snakes or uh, looking to drink deadly. No. If so, something happens by accident, uh, unintentionally. So you have authority even over the normal natural processes. So when, under normal circumstances, if you drink any deadly thing, you're going to die. But it will not hurt you. Right? So it's not intentionally go and buy, buy some poison and drink. That's not the point. The point is, if something happens, if you drink any daily thing, then you don't have to fear. Or if something else happens in the no, no, in the natural, you have authority over that. So we have authority even over normal, natural elements and things around us. He said, you have authority. So if you want to, make these i would like to make these statements number one we have authority over satan demons demonic works and influences so when the devil is at work you have authority over it and you see in the new testament some sicknesses some diseases were caused by the presence of evil spirits remember my very first case, and maybe some of you may have heard this story because I've said it before. Uh, this was way back in 1994. Uh, we were in South India in the area of Marthandam. Uh, it's on the border of Kerala, Tamil Nadu area, and we were doing crusades. So this is way back in time, but this was my very first experience. So I remember that, you know. Uh, this was one of those evening crusades. We finished preaching, and uh, people were lined up. And this lady comes forward and says, you ask, what is, what is your problem? Because they were speaking Tamil. She said, back pain. So the symptom was back pain. It's okay. Now I had a friend with me, John. I said, John, I think she is going to fall. So go stand behind her. I didn't know, but she said back pain. But I knew just a sense that something demonic. And the moment I raised my hand to pray, she started manifesting so if she imagine if she went to the doctor what would she say she would say I have back pain doctors will do x-ray they do all that and thank God for doctors I'm not against doctors I'm just saying this is just look at the situation they might do all the x-rays and say look there's nothing wrong with you everything is perfect but she would say I still have pain and what's the cause it's not some bodily ailment. She probably had no injury, nothing. Here in this particular case, there are demonic spirits. And those demons started speaking. They said, we've been living in her for 18 years. 6,000 of us, you cannot cast us out. And uh, all of that thing. And then it was in that particular encounter where I, I understood how powerful the, the redemptive work of Christ was. Because in that moment, the Holy Spirit just put in my heart, speak Hebrews 2.14 to those demons. And this was my first experience, you know, way back in 94. And so I said, you demons know what my Lord did to your master. Hebrews 2.14 says that on through his death, he defeated your master. So in the name of Jesus, all 6,000 you come out. And she fell, boom, flat on the floor. It all dirt flushes fell. At that moment, I understood how powerful the cross of Jesus Christ was. Amen? But the point I brought up that story is because the symptom was a physical thing, pain. The real cause was demonic spirits. So, you have authority over every work of those evil spirits. Whether they cause sickness. Sometimes there are situations happening and Think about how you can make use of the spiritual truth in your life. Sometimes there are people who are against you. Yesterday they were all good and today there is confusion. And you're wondering, God, how did this happen? What went wrong? I didn't do anything bad to all of them, but now they've all turned against me. I want you to understand. And I'm not saying people don't have a part to play. But I am saying there are evil spirits that cause confusion. There are evil spirits that cause hatred and animosity. And what you can do is, instead of trying to deal with the people and trying to convince them, deal with what influences them. You have authority to do that. Are you listening? You you and I don't have authority over people's will. We can't force them to do anything. They make their choice. But you and I have have authority over the things that influence them. And I've done this many times. When I see situations going wrong. I take authority over. Th- what could be causing that confusion? What could be causing that hostility? What could be causing that misunderstanding? There are spirits that operate. And you take authority with them. Things will clear up. I'm not saying that every time you're doing this, you, you be discerning. Because sometimes people are just and they just do silly things I don't say every time but I'm saying be discerning and know when and you know just exercise authority over the things that cause that and the same thing when you know when you pray for people with things that they say is troubling them sometimes fear so fear the Bible talks about a spirit of fear so You can deal with that spirit that's causing fear. Are you listening? So when people come to you and say, you know, I'm fearful, I'm afraid, I'm depressed. Yes, there's a natural side to it. You may, you you know, you address the natural things. But keep in mind, there are times when you need to address the spiritual side. And God has given you the authority to do that. To address the spirits that are causing depression, causing oppression in the mind, uh, causing confusion. Deal with that. When you're praying for a loved one, of course we can't force them to receive Christ. But we can extend faith. And part of extending faith is dealing with the blindness that, is, that the devil puts on their minds. Because the Bible says the God of this world blinds the minds of people who don't believe. So you have the authority with the God of this world to deal with the blindness, the hindrance he's putting in their path. Make it easy for them to come to know Christ. Are you listening? So this is how you and I can use this authority in our day-to-day lives. Whether for yourself, in your family situations, in your workplace situations, or anything else. You're dealing with situations, understand the spiritual side of things. And like we saw, we also have authority over natural course of events. I'll say this and we'll wrap up. We have authority over circumstances, situations, and natural elements. Like he said, you know, if something happens wrong, you can, it will not hurt you. It's not going to affect you. So over circumstances, situations, Jesus demonstrated that to us. Um, he was in the middle of a storm and he said, peace, be still. Now, he didn't go around controlling the weather every day. That was not what he did. But in a situation like that, he knew he could exercise authority over natural elements and natural courses of natural or the, the natural things around the processes and things that are systems. And I remember this and this was back in 2013, those those days when you know I had to do two services here and I would take the flight to Mangalore to do the service in Mangalore and come back the same night. Um, during the monsoon season, and those days, I don't know what, what kind of plane flies these days, but this is back in 2013. There's a little plane that that went from Bangalore to Mangalore every every Sunday. And uh, I remember during the monsoon, one of those 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 uh, during that year, 2013, monsoon. It was bad weather, bad weather. And getting into mangalore was, oh, just, just made it, coming back was worse because it was thick clouds, there were lightnings flashing, and this little plane was, you know, it was like fully, you know, just this heavy turbulence. I was like, God, maybe this is the end. <laughs> you know, it felt like that. I said, man, if one of those, the lightning strikes, this little thing is gone, <laughs> You know, and I don't know if you're going to land safely. That was the kind of situation. But in that situation, I said, Lord, as long as I am on this plane, it's going to land. Because I take authority over these weather conditions. Now, I need to thank God. Of course, the pilot must have been very skilled and all of that. So I'm not trying to, you know, uh, take all the credit for it. But what I'm just saying is this is how a believer can Respond in a situation like that, and yes, thank God for the pilot and for, for their skill. But in that situation, say, God, I am taking authority over these things. This flight will land safely. I have work to do. But it was very bad that that particular night coming back. But I am just saying that we can exercise authority over natural elements and things around us when you are in a situation like that amen And i just want to reiterate one thing we do not exercise authority over human will right don't try to control people's will i command john smith to marry me please (laughs) john smith may be liking mary (laughs) joe And uh, Jane Sue is commanding John Smith to marry her. This is not going to work. It's an abuse. It's a misuse of the spiritual truth. So please don't go around doing those kinds of things. We don't have authority over other people's will. They have the freedom to choose. But we can influence things around, in 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 the right way, according to the word of God, like for salvation, for healing, for deliverance, for the good things that God wants us to do for others, you can deal with demonic powers. Amen. So in your own life, I want you to think about this. When you are faced with some difficult situation, if you feel that there is demonic powers behind this, exercise your authority. Don't keep quiet. Until you exercise your authority, nothing is going to happen. Because God vested that authority in you, in the church, in you and me. So it's our responsibility to exercise it. You know, I think many times we are looking to God, saying, God, can you do something? And God looks back at you and me and says, hey, I put the key in your hand. I'm waiting on you. For you to do what I've put in your hands to do. And we are saying, God, you do something. And God is saying, you please do something. Because the key is in your hands. Then we say, I'm waiting for God. And God says, I'm waiting for you. And this is true. Because to whom did he say he gave authority? To you to me, intending fully well that you and I should exercise that authority in our lives for our benefit and for the benefit of other people to serve other people. And if we can only understand how the spiritual world sees you, I'll close with this. And again, this happened some years ago, you know, uh, our church in Orissa, Barampur Pastor Dilip was there and he's there, but this happened many years ago. I remember once he said, "You know, there's this lady who was brought into this uh, brought here. Uh, she's demon possessed and all of that." Uh, and and he was talking to me, right? The lady wasn't there. Uh, they said I mean, she's going she's going to be brought to his place. So he called me. Said uh, and when, when she comes, I will call you, and then we will pray for her to be delivered. I said, "Okay." Now here's the thing: what happened? They brought this girl there who was possessed. He picked up the phone to call me. And the demon started speaking. I know whom you're going to call. You are going to call and mention my name. You're, I don't know, this is speaking in that language. In Bangalore. So does the spiritual realm know? Of course they know. They know who you are. And he told me, "Pastor, I was going to call you. The demon is already telling me I'm. I'm going to go. Because the spiritual realm knows who you are. It's time for you and me as believers to rise up and walk in this. And this belongs to every believer, regardless of your age. A fifteen-year-old child of God has the same authority vested in her or him as." Somebody, let's say, you know, who's 40 or 50, whatever. Age doesn't matter. You're talking about spiritual realities. Worship team, please come. Amen. And every believer in this auditorium, you have everything we've been talking about. You already have it. God's given it to you. It's time for you to exercise it. Those of you watching online, this is for you. God has given you this authority. And it's for you to exercise it in your life situations and to help other people. And there are people around us who need help. From fear, anxiety, depression, all kinds of things, all kinds of other things that are troubling them. And you have the authority to minister to them, to help them to set the captives free. Amen? So we're going to... Um, We have a few minutes before we close we're going to do this here meaning I want you to speak one we will learn next Sunday the following how to exercise authority and it's very simple you do it by the word one of the ways is by speaking authority is expressed or exercised by the words we speak what does a king do he speaks what does a person with authority do they speak they express what they want with a word of command over the words of their mouth. So you have to speak. And so what I'm going to do, uh, I lead us to do is we're going to speak words. I want you to expect your, the authority God has vested in you to go into effect for your own life, for your own situations. And then when you go home and you have time to pray for other people, do the same thing. Exercise it for others. Minister to them. Speak with confidence because this authority is in you. You can't read. It's part of you wherever you go. Amen? Let's rise up to our feet. We'll, we'll just saying. We'll declare the greatness of God. And then I'm going to lead you in a small declaration. It's going to be exercising our spiritual authority in this place.
0: silencing my enemy. I believe in you. I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. I believe in you. I believe in you. You're the God. Through my wings, his life is flowing. Sing that again. The one who does impossible is reaching out to make me whole, reaching out to make me whole. The one who put death in His place, his life is flowing through my wings.
1: in this place, let us declare, let us declare the authority we have, and as you speak these words, I, I want you, if there is sickness, disease, anything that's tormenting you, oppressing you, maybe in your mind or your body, any evil work troubling you in your life, I want you to expect that as you exercise your authority, your God-given authority, what the devil is doing is going to be broken, destroyed, and thrown out of your life because Jesus has given you that authority. All right, so say it with courage. Say it with confidence, with faith. Let's say this together. I'm a child of God. I have authority given to me by my Father in heaven. I'm seated with Christ on His throne. And when I speak, I speak from His throne. Satan, I take authority over you in the name of Jesus. Every evil work, every scheme of the devil, every evil intent of the devil, in the name of Jesus. I declare it nullified. No weapon of the enemy will prosper against me. In the name of Jesus. Every spirit of oppression, leave in the name of Jesus. I declare that the God of peace crushes Satan underneath my feet. I destroy Every work, of the enemy every work of the enemy against me. Against me. No, evil no evil shall befall me, shall befall me. In, the in the name of Jesus. And in Jesus' name, in Jesus name I, exercise I exercise authority to bless, people to, bless people, to deliver to deliver people, to deliver people, to set them free in the name of Jesus. I've been authorized by heaven to destroy the works of the devil. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 God bless you. Amen. Amen. Let's thank the Lord. Amen. Amen. Before we close, I want to give an invitation for anyone who is here. who you've never received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, or maybe you're watching online, I want to give you an invitation to receive Jesus into your life. Maybe you, a friend invited you, and you're wondering what's all these things they're talking about? It all starts with receiving Jesus into your life as your Lord, as your Savior. You know, we all need a Savior. We have sinned against God, and our sins have separated us from God. But God provided us the Savior we need. It is Jesus Christ. He died for our sins. He was buried and He rose up again and He's alive today. If you've never received Jesus into your life, if you've never made a choice to follow Jesus Christ with all your life, I want to lead you in a simple prayer that you will make that decision of your own free will. Those of you watching online, you're welcome to do it as well. If you've never done this before, please join me in this prayer. Just say, Lord Jesus, I am a sinner, forgive me my sins, I believe you died for me on the cross, that you were buried, you rose up again, make me a new person, make me a child of God, and help me follow you and you alone the rest of my life, in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Those of you who pray that prayer with me for the first time, we want to celebrate with you. You see, the Bible says there is great rejoicing in heaven or one sinner who repents, or one sinner who comes home. There's great rejoicing. Now, we just want to celebrate with you. If you don't mind, please raise your hand. If you pray this prayer with me for the very first time today, just raise your hand wherever you are. We'll celebrate with you. Anyone in this auditorium? Can I see your hand? You prayed this prayer with me for the very first time. Just raise your hand, please. Anyone here? Pray this with me today. Okay. I can't see any hands here. But ushers, do you see? Okay. In case you pray the prayer with me. We have a what we call as a new believers bag. There are ushers there at the back. They have this. So on your way out, please meet with them. Tell them, you know, I prayed that prayer. I was a little shy to raise my hand or something. Please meet with them. Receive that bag. There's a little card that says decision card. If you write your name and number. Somebody from the church office will call you just to show you how to use those resources. Okay? We're going to close. We're going to just pronounce the benediction. And if you need us to be, uh, to pray with you personally, uh, we will be available with, for you. Our pastors will come and be available to pray with you. Let's close, please. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, our Heavenly Father, and the sweet fellowship of His Holy Spirit, be with each of us always. In Jesus' name, Amen.
0: Amen. Thank you for listening. We trust this message was a blessing to you. For more free resources, including sermons, sermon notes and books, please visit apcwo.org. For information on APC Bible College in Bangalore, visit apcbiblecollege.org. Do remember to download the All People's Church Bangalore app from the Apple or Google Play Store.